You're listening to Gonzo Gaming Audio Articles. This is number three, Frustration. One of the things I'm finding hardest to reconcile as I hit my third decade of playing games is how low a threshold for frustration I have right now. Playing classic titles like Mega Man, designed in an age when they had to make games last so that your $40 or pounds were well spent, I found myself repeatedly unable to proceed. It's as though I've become fixated on the notion that this is an entertainment medium first and a challenge second. It's somewhat disconcerting. Back in the 80s, arcade games were designed to give you a taste of the gameplay before cruelly stomping on you with a screen-filling boss and a hail of bullets. The upshot being this is that you'd deposit another credit purely to keep playing. If every game had massaged your ego and hurried you through one expensive set piece after the next with no penalties, it would have meant single-quarter playthroughs and utter financial disaster. Similarly, games for the home market cost £40 or dollars and an infinite continues would mean a very swiftly completed game in a sense of inescapable waste. Little 12-year-old Alex had to make the most of the games he had because getting new ones meant some sort of real sacrifice, an unwilling trade-in or a months-long deferring of pocket money. Now games come to me through the mail and the imperative is on me to finish them as fast as I can in order to keep up with what everyone around me is playing and to talk about them on the podcast with you guys. So when I'm confronted by a moment in an otherwise fantastic contemporary game that jams on the brakes and reminds me of that bygone age when my Mega Drive would pound me into the dust and chuck a game over screen in my face, my bile duct begins to spasm. I start hurling obscenities at the designers for not allowing me to simply walk through that section. If there's something specific I have to do and it's not spelled out, then every failed attempt makes me angrier at the design team. How could this have gotten through QA? Did they even test it? I've done everything that there's a possibility of doing and still you kill me. Do you like my tears of rage? Do they give you sustenance? What do you do on the weekends? Go to an orphanage and wander around with your pretty wives, toting dominoes, pizza boxes, and cute puppies in the faces of the hopeful children desperate for a parent, and then leave empty-handed and laughing? Does it amuse you that I know exactly what I have to do, but I can't do it because of the way that you set up this scenario? When the option came up for the number of armed men you sent into this room to come and get me was chosen, did you just tell some poor programmer, biggest number you know? Do I have to exploit glitches in game logic to get through? Look, your guys can't see me if I stand here, and they'll never think to look, so I guess I can just keep putting my head round there and picking them off one by one. There, that took 20 minutes, but I'm done. Oh, I'm dead again. I beat this section already. I beat this section already. I beat this section already. You just didn't add the checkpoint, did you? How many extra dollars would you have had to have been paid to add that last checkpoint? Oh, I've done it. And as disturbingly childish a glimpse inside my head as that was, I'm sadly not alone. Most of us are tired of dying in games. We've done it thousands of times now. That rap on the knuckles it represents is now just hitting raw bone. Every consecutive instance of, oops, do it again, feels like a personal insult. I've been playing video games for decades. By the rationale that practice makes perfect, surely I should be getting better. Instead, games are getting easier, holding us tenderly by the hand and spelling out in words of one syllable what we need to be doing for success, with the ultimate goal being a cinematic experience with as little repetition as possible. The developers can't afford to be off-puttingly hard. The production now costs hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Resentment in the market spreads like wildfire, so they go out of their way to guide you to the best experience possible. But every time I fail at a task set to me, I react like a toddler being denied sweeties. I have the God-given right to finish that game, and they're standing in my way with their shitty section. 
This kind of emotional prissiness and sense of entitlement is a dangerous thing because it's so easily passed on. If people see someone getting a free ride, they feel they are owed one too. Is it feasible that in 40 years' time my grandchildren will look at the games I played when I was their age and say, you actually had to do those bits again? What's the point if you've done them already? I know this to be true because that's what I say on a daily basis of today's games. Look at the word I just used. Games. Not experientials or interactive media. Games. Their definition being something that you play competitively, even if it's just solo against a predefined set of rules. If you're competing, there has to be a chance that you will lose. If you lose, then you have to reassess your strategy, since doing the same thing again at the same speed will in almost every case result in another loss. If it's the right thing but you're too slow, learn to do it faster. If it's the wrong thing, try to find the right thing. Sorry if I sound like I'm lecturing you. This is more a form of self-analysis. I have to shake this sense of entitlement to the shiny trophy at the end of the game. I have to get off my high horse of, I wouldn't have done it like that. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Save it for the review. But I'm letting great games get spoiled because I'm too stubborn to take a rest and I'm too proud to drop the difficulty. On a side note, this may mean I have to abandon hope of finishing some games on the hard difficulty level forever. Not that that's usually what I seek out, but I consider myself a hard-level guitarist on Rock Band 2, yet replaying the three songs on Guitar Hero 3 that I find impossible to beat today simply reaffirmed that some games just have a kill screen and I have to let go. The funny thing is that I don't seem to remember my relationship with frustration ever being all that good. I would have played Mega Man 4 back when I was 12 with just the same amount of spitfire profanity and joypad hurling rage, but I would have beaten it because in 1992 there was not much else to do but watch my VHS of Return of the Jedi, listen to Metallica in my room and read X-Men comics. Now I have access to the internet and by extension anything you could ever possibly imagine. And to paraphrase Dave Gorman, I find that a mite distracting. If a game is hard, I'll know beforehand. If a game is what used to be known as Nintendo hard, I just won't play it. Demon Souls, alas, we shall never dally. I avoid frustration, which is why it's always so surprising when it turns up in a game on medium. I fear frustration and the headaches, hypertension and broken crockery it brings. I don't like that something as simple as a game can bring it out of me. Because the biggest problem is the long-lasting effect of how this attitude tarnishes our best games. I will look back on Splinter Cell Conviction and remember the smooth, beginning, thrilling center section, annoying, repetitive, punitive, enforced stealth section, smooth, thrilling flow of the third act and how it culminated in a room full of hyperactive bastards with machine guns and itchy trigger fingers that I was forced to murder again and again and again and again until I'd done it in just the right way, followed by the excellent, smooth, thrilling finale. It's like looking back on sex with someone who was hotter than the sun, knew exactly what to do, with an end result of spontaneous, simultaneous orgasm for both of you, but in hindsight you fixate on that moment when she stopped to trim her toenails, and the full minute she spent criticising your technique. Yet the end result was fantastic, but I let these moments sour my gameplay experience, and those memories do abide, they're splintering in my mind whenever I think about that game. There are many ways round, practicing more to make myself genuinely skilled by sheer bloody-mindedness, but who has the time? Poring over FAQs to simulate skill at observing what the game wants me to do, but how much fun does that leech away? I have no straight answer. If you're looking for simple mystic wisdom, I need to shape myself around the games, not the games around me. If you're looking for what most people say, I need to stop being such a whiny little bitch and just play better. If you succeed in doing either of these, tell me how.